Hello everyone, it is week nine of the college football season. It has ended. The season, the, the week was great. Uh, we had a couple of ranked games. We had a couple of big games in the Big Ten. We had a couple of upsets actually in the SEC. There was a huge game between Georgia and Florida. Didn't really turn out for another school pretty well, but overall, it was a great week. I actually have a friend here to break us down. We have Grant Bagwell in the house. Grant how are you doing today? I'm doing fantastic. It's a good week to be a Georgia fan. Yeah, so. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, he's a Georgia fan. As you guys know, I'm a Florida fan, so, so I'm a little bad blood. That's why we have like a little protector in between us, because I might punch him in the middle of the show. No, nah, I understand. But I'm excited, man. Are you excited to break down? Let's do it, dude. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Let's start with the first game that we have on the schedule. We have number six, Michigan, versus number eight, Michigan State. Michigan State... 37-33. A couple of top performers for this week. We had Michigan State's Kenneth Walker. 23 carries, 197, five touchdowns. Michigan, Cade McNamara, 383 in the air, two touchdowns. Both were, both performed pretty well. I'm, I'm going to say in our later stuff for, for our key, I guess, stats of the game, Kenneth Walker, Heisman contender, Heisman conversation possibly. We'll get into that. All right, let's get into the game-changing stats. Total yards, Michigan, 552, Michigan State, 392. When you think of that stat, I I guess for everybody that's listening, obviously you would think probably Michigan's going to win the game. Would you think that, Grant? Absolutely. Yeah, Yeah. if if you have 150 more yards than the other school, usually that that entails uh, a a decent game for the, uh, the scoreboard. And then also, if if you see the other team wins, let's say Michigan State. So Michigan State obviously won the game. So one of the things that I do when I look at the stats is I automatically go to the turnovers. Because usually when teams have higher higher total yards, they usually have turnovers. It was actually 2-2. Two 2-2 to two. Two to two in the turnover margin, so nothing there. But if you go to the play-by-play, this is, this is where it really gets interest, interesting. Michigan, four field goals. They had four field goals. So they're driving down the field, but they're not scoring touchdowns. Michigan State, on the other hand, every scoring drive was a touchdown. When you're scoring seven points or eight points like Michigan State was, you're usually going to win, especially when the other team's scoring three. All right, now let's look at Michigan. Michigan's one of the best rushing teams in the nation. They were held to 146 on the ground, so that, of course, is is a pretty disappointing for Michigan to say. And, of course, we look at Michigan State and what Kenneth Walker did. It's even more disappointing to see on the other side of the field outrushing them. Key thoughts. All right, Grant. Kenneth Walker, Heisman frontrunner. What do you think of it? What do you think of it? It's, I mean, it's hard to argue against it. The dude's a stud. I mean, it's, he is the Michigan State offense right now, and uh, they're the team to beat in the Big Ten. I mean, when, you're, when, when, when you are that guy, you're the number one guy for the, the number one team in the conference. I think it's hard to argue against it. There's no other player, especially offensively in the country right now, outside of maybe a, I know some people would say Bryce Young at Alabama but I, I would say outside of Bryce Young there's no player dominating uh, like Kenneth Walker is on offense and you know offense that that's the flashy side of the ball so uh, I think it's hard to argue against the fact that Kenneth Walker's Heisman front runner right now yeah I, I would I would definitely agree I mean five touchdowns on the ground like you that that's that's incredible that's that's a Michigan State record by the way that's never happened in a Michigan State and Michigan game he scored all five of their touchdowns so no one else scored. So he was the one. He was basically their whole offense, like Grant was saying. And and we're looking at the Heisman. He mentioned Bryce Young. I, I would I would agree with you, Grant. Like Bryce Young, he may be. Like Bryce Young's he's he's going to be a stud. He's he's great. 
But but this year, with what Kenneth Walker's doing, I would even go along the lines, like I was talking with you earlier, Georgia's defense, like I know we can't give Georgia's defense the Heisman. Yeah. But I wish we could, because they are they are definitely the best they're the best unit in college football, one of the best units we've ever seen. And I would think that maybe the best player, Jordan Davis, hint hint, should deserve the Heisman if he's the leader of that unit. Mel Tucker, Mel Tucker, head coach for Michigan State. He's he's led Michigan State eight and zero. I don't know if you were keeping up with them last year, but they weren't. No, they weren't it, necessarily good. It's it's pretty incredible what he's done. It's pretty incredible what he's done. I, this year two, I think, under him. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, he's it's it's pretty evident. I mean, he came from Georgia. He's UGA's defensive coordinator a few years ago, and you know, coming out of that coming out of that culture, it certainly appears that he has built quite a uh, quite a culture of winning in a short amount of time up at Michigan State. So very interesting to see what he's doing. Yeah, and Mel Tucker is one of those assistant coaches from Nick Saban. You know, yeah. Nick Saban with that that huge like bloodline. It's, it's a bloodline pretty much of coaches all around the country. We have Kirby Smart. We have Lane Kiffin. We have Jimbo. Jimbo Fisher. Yep. We have now we have Mel Tucker, and we're, we're just seeing these these huge programs. Um, being brought up by these these Saban likes lookalikes kind of I guess wannabes I guess. Wa- wannabes because I don't think anybody's gonna be Nick Saban yeah, exactly <laughs> um, let's let's get into my third key thought this is something I again I mentioned Jim Harbaugh is two and eleven in top ten games his only wins Notre Dame and we all know Notre Dame doesn't show up in big no. games no not at all they never do and and Wisconsin. Which Wisconsin, uh, it it was in 2015, so nobody really cares of Wisconsin back then. Yeah. I, in my opinion, I think you have to put air quotes around both of those it, teams yeah. when you say top 10. <laughs> <laughs> like, usually they're not, they're not actual top 10 no. teams. So the, the three biggest teams that they have faced for the top 10s, Penn State, Ohio State, Michigan State. Now, last time they played a top 10 Michigan State team, we all know. Oh, he has trouble with the snap. The ball is free, yeah. and 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 we know what happens there. Yep. They play Penn State. They play them in the wideout. They played them at Michigan. They haven't been able to defeat Penn State, and of course, they play Ohio State every year, and it's not gone well. No, they they're owned by Ohio State. <laughs> yeah, as you could say, we're going to say it on the podcast. Ohio State is their daddy, oh, pretty much, one hundred percent. Yes. <laughs> so. It, my question is to you, like, what? It, what is the answer? Like, if, if you're two and eleven in games, and Jim Harbaugh, he has no. By the way, no Big Ten championship appearances. He has not. The Michigan's not been there. He has not been Ohio State. Which, if you want to stay head coach at Michigan for a long period of time, you have to beat Ohio State, and no playoff appearances, none. Even though they they've been there consistently most years. I mean, I think looking at it, I mean, you could make arguments, sure, the Big Ten East is a, is a tough division in football, and I don't think anybody's going to dispute that. But Michigan, like we were talking about before the show, Michigan's a blue blood. They're, they expect to win, and um, they haven't done that. And, and so, I mean, the you know, begs the question, how long how long is are they going to give Harbaugh without – I mean, that we've been asking that question for probably three or four years yeah, now. Seven years now. Exactly. And no, nothing's changing. They still look like a 9-3 and three ceiling team. But, I mean, I don't know if you fire Harbaugh, like we were talking about, who do you go get that's going to – It's it's. I don't know. I don't know anybody out there that's necessarily going to be better. I, and I hate to say that to Michigan fans, but, like – I don't. Your options are thin, and the best one might be sticking it out with the guy you got now. Mm-hmm. 
But um, I mean, you could go to there's a, there's a couple of coaches now. I mean, we got the Coastal Carolina Jamie Chadwick. He's brought up a program at Coastal, but you you have to think these these lower name programs and trying to get coaches from there and not having any Power Five experience that's really dangerous. I think the only coach I could think of right now is Luke Fickle, but I don't know if he's going to leave Cincinnati. I mean, he's he's brought a program out there, and I don't I don't think he wants to. I, I think he's got a good thing going, and mm-hmm. and I don't I mean, Michigan too, especially right now. Um, you mentioned Fickle. You're, you're running into to trouble when when jobs like the LSU job are gonna mm-hmm. are gonna come and up you, and in USC as well. Yeah, those are both better jobs than than Michigan. So I I mean, as far as recruiting bases, I mean, it's warmer weather. Kids are gonna want to stay in those areas. I don't know what you do. I mean. I hate to say it, but I think it's stick with Harbaugh, and that's not what Michigan fans want to hear. But I think that's the answer. Yeah, and you're and you're you're just stuck in a, a little cycle of nine and three, ten and two. That's that's something we're going to have to mention later on in the podcast with Florida and Georgia. <laughs> yeah, uh, with somebody here. Another interesting Dan Mullen, the the guy that we're going to talk about later on in the podcast. He's been at Florida for four years. Jim Harbaugh's been there at seven. He has four wins against the top 10. Jim Harbaugh has two. If that puts any implication for how bad Jim Harbaugh has been against top 10 teams. All right, let's go to the other game for the Big Ten. Number 20 Penn State versus number 5 Ohio State. Penn State's had a pretty rough last couple weeks. They lost to Iowa. They When they lost Iowa, they lost Sean Clifford. Then they lost to Illinois in that crazy nine-overtime game. And then this week, losing to Ohio State in the horseshoe at Ohio State, 33-24. They put up a good fight. Um, but in the end, it just wasn't enough. Top performers, Ohio State, Travion Henderson, 28 carries, 152, one touchdown. He's been a stud this entire year. True freshman. He's, again, reminds me of, of Zeke Elliott um, when he was there at Ohio State. Penn State, Sean Clifford, threw for 361 and a touchdown. Uh, Sean Clifford, of course, I, I gave him a lot of criticism at the start of the year for the podcast saying that he was nothing more than a game manager he's really showed up and showed out this year so hats off to sean clifford and how he's leading this penn state team absolutely game changing stats let's we're gonna throw something really funny out for you grant let's hear it penn state they threw the ball 52 times all right that's Mm -hmm. penn state they're not air raid they're not texas tech no (laughs) all right they rushed it 29 times they threw 361 they had 361 yards passing they had 33 yards rushing, and they averaged 1.1 yard per carry. Balanced attack? Question mark. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, Ohio State—they got torched by Oregon. Yeah. And and you're telling me you can't run the ball against them? And it's been consistent throughout the year. They couldn't run the ball against Wisconsin. They didn't run the ball against Iowa. They didn't run the ball against Ohio State. And again, when you're playing these big games, if you can't be balanced, you're not going to win. You're not going to win. And and Ohio no. State's proving that. Yeah. I I don't know what to say about Penn State. That's not it's not a fun time uh, in Happy Valley right now. It's not very happy, uh, especially like you mentioned the two previous games. I don't care if there's nine overtimes or twenty overtimes. A loss to Illinois is never good. No, no. and then Iowa is all of a sudden abysmal. I mean, <laughs> talk about them later. Yeah, I I mean your best game was against Ohio State. Now I don't know what that says about Ohio State, but mm. it's yeah. I don't know. They've they've got trouble in in Penn St- in, in Happy Valley. I don't know what you do about it. Offensively, they're broken. But uh, Sean Clifford, hats off to him though. He's a good yep, quarterback. Yeah, give it to Sean Clifford. He's trying to lead this team, but again, thirty three rushes, thirty three r- rushing yards, and then. And you, 
you know it's bad when you the amount of times you ran the ball is almost has has as many yards as you do. That's twenty nine yeah. for thirty. That's terrible. I, I outside of outside of Clifford and Jahan Dodson, they have no and offense. Jahan Dodson played really well. He had yeah. 11, 11 receptions for one twenty nine. So so again, again, not so happy in Happy Valley right now. No. Uh, key thoughts. We're gonna get into Ohio State. What you said. I I I'm going by the opinion that Ohio State is not anywhere near Georgia. And and this is my thinking. Ohio State, they played three games where they blew out opponents and C.J. Stroud looked like a Heisman contender. And everybody was like, oh man, Ohio State, they're back. They're finally looking good again. C.J. Stroud's a Heisman contender. This Ohio State offense is clicking. It's one of the best offenses in the nation. But you have to go back and you have to look who they played. Like it's it's one team, it's one thing to do that against top 10 teams and against maybe Oregon. It's another thing to do that against Rutgers. Yep. Or, or against Maryland. So my, my opinion is Ohio State's nowhere near Georgia as much as people think. And I don't even think Ohio State top five conversation, we're going to get into it. I don't know if they're on the, the brink of the top four either. I think there's four other teams that are better than them, um, especially Absolutely. in the top, the top ten at least. Yeah. No, I, I agree 100%. And I'm, I know I'm biased from this opinion, but coming from – I'm trying to be as unbiased as possible – well, I honestly, maybe not. As a Georgia fan, Ohio State doesn't scare me mm-hmm. at all. Like thinking down the road towards a potential playoff matchup. I mean, again, that's assuming a lot, but still, I, they're not. I don't think that they're they're a team that that Georgia fans are honestly. To that note, Alabama fans or 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 Cincinnati fans, I, they shouldn't scare you too much. Uh, I mean, they, they might match up a little they might match up a little bit better with Cincinnati in a shootout scenario. Mm-hmm. But as far as teams that play defense, no, I don't think so. I, 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 their I don't defense think so. is not that uh, their defense has not been impressive. No. Like you can like you see Penn State and you, they held them to 24, but again, Penn State consistently has been bad this entire year. And their running game is has a problem. So yeah. you you're not going to base it off that one game and the other games they've had before against bad opponents. You look at, the, again, I always go back to that Oregon game when they played Oregon, and they got torched, and they did not look good. They did not look like a top-10 team when they played Oregon. And I'm, I'm going to stick by that notion. I don't think Ohio State's anywhere near that top four as of right and now. And that was at home. Yeah, that was at home in against, the horseshoe yeah, of anything. An Oregon team that we're we're giving the benefit of the doubt is all that in a bag of chips mm-hmm, by, by using them as a good example. <laughs> Oregon lost to Stanford. As <laughs> yeah. We wanna, the Pac-12 is a mess. We're going to get into yes, that. Yes, it is. There's a lot of stuff we got to get into the podcast yeah, about. Amen. Uh, Penn State, of course, we went through the rough couple weeks. Lost to Illinois. Lost to Iowa. Lost to... Um, they lost to Ohio State. They got a couple of tough matchups. They got Michigan State at the end of the year, and they have Michigan coming up. I don't see any way they win those mm, games. So no. I think Penn State could come out of this with five losses, six losses at yeah at at best. Um, let's talk into let's talk about the Ohio State, the top five. Do hmm, this is a sensitive topic. Georgia one, Cincinnati two, Alabama three. I think Michigan State's four. We have Oklahoma, Ohio State, Oregon. I lean on the side of Oklahoma being five, but I don't like how Oklahoma's played against good teams. I I like head-to-head a whole lot better than I do with bad losses. So I think Oregon should jump Ohio State and be at that six or five spot because they have the head-to-head, and I think Ohio State should be down. I know a lot of people are going to disagree with me on that, but it's just it's just the tail it's just the tail of the the tape. If if you beat a team, you should be above them. 
I agree. I agree. And I think, and you could, even if you make the argument that if they play, I mean, it's always said, if we played them 10 times, how many would it? Ohio State might win. They might, they might be, they might win seven of those games against Oregon, but it doesn't matter. The one they played this year, they didn't win. So, you know, on paper, why is, or, or on, on field, why, why in the world is, is Oregon not, why shouldn't they be ranked higher? Yeah. And you can say with Oregon, like they beat Ohio State head to head and they didn't have Kayvon Thibodeau, who's nope. the number one overall pick in the draft. They didn't have their their all their all American linebacker Justin Flo, who's who's an amazing. And again, you can now say, oh, they have they don't have CJ Fredell now. They're running back. He's out for the season, so you can put Ohio State up. But again, Oregon was hurt, and they still beat Ohio State. So you can't make that argument now that Oregon's hurt that they won't still beat Ohio that, State in Columbus, no less mm-hmm. against a hostile crowd. Mm-hmm. So you ha- you have to take that. Yep. And again, I think I I think that one being Georgia, two being Cincinnati, I. I I know a lot of people don't like that, but Georgia is going to be consensus number one mm-hmm. Tuesday night. I don't yeah. think anybody's disputing that fact. I mean, 100%. they're they're giving up like five points a game. It's <laughs> they don't. I mean, their offense isn't flashy, but yeah, it doesn't have to be right now. Their defense now. is not that good. Yeah, know, it's yeah, it's iffy. Yeah. Um, it's got me real worried down the stretch, <laughs> but. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think uh, Cincinnati's interesting. They've played two less than stellar games the last two weeks yep. i mean the the, the tolane didn't that, <laughs> that scores a little misleading i'll be at tolane almost beat oklahoma they but. did <laughs> they did um in yeah in an away game or, an, or in a home game <laughs> yeah. but, uh, but a home game in norman but uh yeah it yeah it's we'll see i mean georgia georgia uh got cincinnati last year um Cincinnati's probably hadn't forgotten that, but no. uh, and but I mean at the same time, Cincinnati's going to have to even if they go undefeated, they're going to have to play flawless to to I think to impress the committee enough okay. to get in. We'll find out Tuesday night what the committee thinks of they, them. But. They got to be they got to be thirteen and zero for them to get in. And I know yeah. a lot of people hate that. They're like, oh man, a group of five teams don't have any shot. Well, they don't because they don't play a tough schedule. Nope. Like it's that's that's how it is. Like Georgia's consistently playing good teams, top five teams. Yeah. Every top 10, top 25 teams every single week. Alabama's doing the same thing. Michigan State's doing the same thing. Cincinnati's not. Yeah. They had Notre Dame. That was their toughest on their schedule. And Notre Dame's 7-1. And, and I don't think Notre Dame's that good. Well, I think, too, if you did like a test, you, you could honestly do a test on it. You know, you're a Florida fan. Swamp's a tough place to play. Oh, yeah. If any of those other top five teams take out Cincinnati, if they now, and I, this is a theoretical because Georgia would never go to, never, obviously never goes to Gainesville, but yeah. if any of those other teams go in there, they're probably going to be favored in Gainesville. Do you think Cincinnati's favored if they, go, if they go to the swamp? I think they will, but I don't think it'd be that much. I think it'll maybe be a five, possibly. Maybe, yeah. Because I, I, I think if Florida was in the American, I think Florida would be a top five team right now. I, mean, I, don't, think they would, I don't think they have a loss. Yeah, they wouldn't, they wouldn't lose to anybody. Yeah. So, and again, Cincinnati, you were, you were undefeated last year. You kept up with Georgia. That's what I'm. That's what I feel like the committee's going to lean on now because yeah. you're undefeated, and I feel like they're going to lean on last year and how you played against Georgia, and you haven't deserving that number two spot. Alabama at three, I think we can agree. Alabama at three is fine, even though they have lost to Texas A and M. It's not looking terrible. The loss. And I know you want to get into Alabama too, but they, I they don't look. They look a little more vulnerable no, this no. year. At, when but, they were one at the beginning of the year, they killed Miami. One hundred percent. I was like, "Oh man, Alabama Everybody kills Miami, though." So. Yeah, <laughs> dead program. Yes, very dead. <laughs> <laughs> that whole whole Florida state of Florida is dead. Miami, Florida State. It's like a yeah, yeah. And it, the only thing is, I think Florida has a way out. The other two are just dumpster fires <laughs> with, with no end in sight. <laughs> oh 
So we got Alabama for Michigan State. I think we can agree Michigan State, they have the win against Michigan. So that's automatically going to bump them, I think, to the top four. Absolutely. And then being undefeated, I think that's a better – they have a better win than Oklahoma does. So I think that'll bump them up. I think Oklahoma will stay at five because they are undefeated, but they haven't looked good. Like they almost lost to Texas, and Texas has not looked great. If Texas could play defense, then Oklahoma's not undefeated. Oh, yeah. And, and that would have been a pretty big loss too. Oh, yeah. 100%. Yeah. Um, let's get into the last game that I kind of want to talk about. <laughs> You know, I'm, I'm hesitant on the podcast. It's a very sensitive topic. I'll be nice. Thirty-four to seven, number one Georgia versus number versus Florida. Top performers: Zamir White, fourteen carries, one hundred five touchdown, played really well. This is where it gets really bad. If we look at the stats, I'm looking for top performers, and the only top performer I could see from Florida was a defensive player, and he Rashad Torrance, eight tackles, two interceptions, and a fumble recovery. He played really well, but again. Like I said, you know it's bad on offense when your best player is on defense for top performers. <laughs> so, game-changing stats. This one's really simple for me if, if we're looking at the game. Grant will agree with me. Not even a game-changing stat, just a game-changing moment. Three minutes left to go in the second half. The whole Florida team just disappeared. I'm pretty sure that the, the UConn team showed up from this year, the, the 0-8 UConn, 1-8 now UConn team. They had three turnovers, and it led to 21 straight points for Georgia. It was a fumble. They ripped it out of his hands. Georgia scored in the next play. Interception. Georgia, 36 yards to Kiaris Jackson. Touchdown. Florida driving down the field on the on midfield. Anthony Richardson throws the ball, picked off by Nakobe Dean, taken back for a touchdown with like six seconds left to go in the game. Not the game, the half. And that's that's it. Like any chance Florida had, they were three. It was three zero. Florida was playing well defensively. They were keeping up, but when Georgia's defense took over, you're not going to score. You're not going to score more than ten. Like I don't. I don't know if you're going to beat this Georgia team if you score. Your 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 ceiling, I think, is twenty. And yeah. I think that most of the time they're going to hold you to fourteen if your ceiling is twenty. That's good teams. That's I'm talking like. Alabama or Ohio State, like those teams. Yep. Um, key thoughts. Georgia's defense. Grant, five points a game? I'm, I'm not even sure I believe that stat. It's kind of crazy. I mean, statistically, they're better than Bama 2011. It's, oh, yeah. It's, I mean, I think that team was given up like just under nine a game. And that's been the – that's been – that that defense was the – was the that, – that was the, the – um, the the mark that everybody shot for uh when you were thinking generational defenses i mean coincidence that it was coached by that both have been coached by kirby smart <laughs> i don't think so oh but, wow uh, shocker man uh, <laughs> but uh I, dude it's incredible it's fun to watch it's they're an absolute force that front seven can you even call them a front seven because there's like there's, there's like, like 12 of them. Yeah. I don't, <laughs> and they're all five stars. I'm, I know. And I think Shane, <laughs> Shane Beamer was talking about <laughs> yes. there's a hundred five stars on Georgia's defense. <laughs> but uh, yeah, they're just hard to play against. It's they're, they're big. I think what stands out is how fast they are. You cannot run around them. No. Too, um, just the, the corners are fast too. Like they're just everywhere on the field. Their yeah. linebackers cover so much space. Yeah. And it's and that's the thing, you know, going into the season, everybody was like, well, Georgia's defense, it's going to be unreal. The front seven, the, that defensive line of linebackers are going to be the best in the country. 
the back end is what's going to get them in trouble. The corners and the, you don't have time to throw it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's one second, and Jordan Davis is on top yeah, of you. Yeah, I mean, and you, I think uh, it's it's like we were talking earlier today. I, there was one play where where uh, Jalen Carter, number eighty eight, lined up inside. Uh, I, I don't know if it, I think Adam Anderson or or Nolan Smith was out was lined up outside of him. Jalen Carter comes around the outside, around the the defensive end, and runs down Anthony Richardson. <laughs> Jalen Carter Richard- weighs like 320 pounds. <laughs> Anthony Richardson is a freak. He runs a 4-4. Yes. Jalen Carter weighs 320 pounds. I don't, you don't even have to tell me what his 40 time is. Just, <laughs> I don't know what to say. I don't know how you block that. There, there, you don't. That's, you don't. You don't. <laughs> yeah. it's, you got, I mean, most times you were like, you key up on that guy that, you know, that what defense has that guy. Like, I mean, South Carolina, Davion Clowney. You know where he is on the field. You go the opposite way. Georgia has five of those you guys. Can't, you can't do that against Georgia. And it's, it's kind of ridiculous. But, I mean, to Florida's credit, though, up until those final three minutes of the second quarter, Georgia's offense looked lethargic. I mean, we 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 drove down the field easy Ooh. first drive and then just bogged down for the next twenty minutes. And I think the Florida's defense. I don't think Florida's defense is bad is bad this year. I think Florida's defense is good. Florida has athletes on that defense. They have 100%. Zach. They have Zach Carter, who's one of the leaders in sacks for the league in the SEC. You have Kyrie Elam, who's top yes. ten pick, top corner in the draft, one of the top corners in the draft. Had and, a great game against Georgia last year. Yeah, he's yeah. he's phenomenal. Um, and then you have Rashad Torrance again, who had two interceptions. Like he's a great safety, and like Florida has athletes on the field. Mm-hmm. But it's hard to ask the defense to do everything when the offensive side, the one thing that Florida fans usually trust, is taken out of the picture because the whole f- front eleven and front seven and just the whole front fifteen of Georgia's defense <laughs> yeah. is insane, and you can't get past it. Um, I, I, there's nothing much to say to, to Florida's, for Georgia's defense and to Florida's offense. Well, and that's the thing. You know, people, uh, Georgia fans complain about Georgia's offense, which statistically isn't that bad. I mean, we're putting up yeah. 38 a game, I think, still. But it, you know, it doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be 2019 LSU. We mm-hmm. don't have to put up 50. No. It's, it's, and you're de- just not going to score. And defenses are starting to figure out the spread offenses now. They're yeah. starting to figure out that you have to. What you've seen that usually they had these linebackers back later on, like five, six years ago, you had linebackers that were that were like two fifty, like six four, like these big linebackers that could the run stop. Nowadays, that's not the ideal type. You no. want two thirty, maybe six two, he can run a four four, he's yep. able to play coverage and, and be able to run sideline to sideline because that's that's the way the game's going now. It's more of the spread. Yep. And I think George has figured that out, as we saw with the interception return was Nicobe Dean, a linebacker. So yeah, <laughs> it, yeah, it's ridiculous. So um, let's talk about the other key thought, Anthony Richardson. Uh, this is going to be quick. Anthony Richardson, no doubt, is talented. Great he has, upside. He, he great has upside. shown he has shown great talent. Dan Mullen, this is not the type of game you want to play him in. I'm sorry, no. he. He was not prepared. He was not prepared. I don't think Emory Jones would have been prepared either, but I don't think... Like, you can trial by fire. This could be what you're trying to do. You're trying to trial by fire, put Anthony Richardson, face the best defense that he's ever faced, and then every other defense is probably easy to him. That could be what you're going for. But I think this could also hurt somebody's confidence when he has three turnovers in three minutes. I don't think that's great. Now, if, if he's as talented and he's as mentally tough as 
some people think he is, then it won't bother him. But if he's not, I think this could this could hurt him a little bit. Let's talk about Florida. Florida. Because that's what I think of the season. A dud. Uh Florida, four and four. And I don't even want to get I don't even want to get into the the whole aspect of us being four and four. I want to get in the aspect that we're four and four and our recruiting stinks. We have the number twenty three recruiting class in the nation. In that state. We uh, Florida State has a better recruiting class than us. <laughs> they have not been relevant in four years. Miami has a better recruiting class than us. Dan Mullen, what are we doing? What are we doing? We, we are the University of Florida. We should be recruiting at a high level, top 10 every single year. We have the facilities for it, and yet we're stuck at 23. We had the two top commits in our class decommit the other week, and now they're favored to go to Georgia. Not what you want. No, no. And they're defensive commits. They're the defensive commits. We have all offensive commits in our in our recruiting class. Our best defensive commit is a defensive lineman, and he's 30, 339th nationally. That's not that's not something that's going to get it done at the University of Florida. So that begs the question for me, and I'll I'll, I'll put it to you, Grant. Hit me, Dan Mullen. I said at the end of the Kentucky game, if you want to be 9-3, Dan Mullen's your guy. He is the guy for the job. If you want to be elite, 12-0, 13-0, he's not the guy for the job. It's not going to happen. He might have one fluke year where he has great players like last year. And even last year, they failed. They had Pitts, Tony, Trask. Yep. An all-time offense. One of the best offenses we've ever seen. And they couldn't get it done. So my question is, if he's going to get it done last year, I don't know when he's going to get it done. I really don't. It's as if he's a great coach at a school like Mississippi State or something. Yep. Yep. And I, like, it, this is not Mississippi State. No, you're, you're, y'all want national championships. It's, yeah. It's Florida. That's, like, what, that's the culture. Like, he preaches the Gator standards so much. And he preaches that he wants to compete for SEC championships and he wants to compete for national championships. But you've been here for four years and you've only beat Georgia once. And that's because you had the best offense that we one of the best offenses we've ever seen. Yeah. That's because you had two uncoverable guys in Tony and Pitts, and you had one of the best QBs ever to take the take the field for Florida Gator in Kyle Trask. I mean, like, let me ask you this question. I think it's the best way to answer your question is to ask you another question, especially as a Florida fan, mm-hmm. and and taking into account the Gator standard. If I saw something after the game where I guess it's a tradition. I think it is at most schools where the alma maters played. Win or lose, the team stays out and mm. and sings along. Mm, I know what you're about to. I saw that like one Florida player stayed out, <laughs> and that's that's including the coaching staff. Like there's like one Florida Gator. Is like part one. Have they lost the locker room? Mm-hmm. And second of all, is Dan Mullen up to the Gator standard? Yeah. I, I think that's a valid question. Like, I saw Jordan. There was four guys. Jordan Pouncey, a backup, backup wide receiver. Mm-hmm. Jordan Braun, a, one of our starting tackles. Zachary Carter, fifth-year senior. And Damian Pierce. Who had himself a game, who, too. Who had nine carries for 69 yards against the best front seven we've ever seen. I don't know why they didn't run him like every yeah. play. <laughs> <laughs> like, Damian Pierce, he kept, he's, Damian Pierce has lived up to the Gator standard. He has. But, 
you you see that and then i see all these talk about the media is not allowed to interview players now they're not allowed to interview players this entire week dan mullen's been super cold for the media i i really do think that he's probably lost a locker room like he's losing recruiting he's losing the locker room he hasn't fired todd grantham yet which should have been done days weeks ago one might say last year (laughs) yeah especially after last year and and you have there there comes a point when when players you started emory jones emory jones has you've seen that emory jones is not the most talented guy anthony richardson may be more inexperienced and he may not be prepared playbook wise but he's more talented he has more upside so i think he should be the one playing and i think that the guys on the field know that as well absolutely and I think that guys on the field know that Todd Grantham's schemes are not working because they're getting scored on and that we have talent on the field. Like you should be consistently good if you have the leader and one of the leaders in sacks and you have fast linebackers and you have one of the top corners. You should be able to isolate one side of the field and then dominate that side. But you don't. You don't. And it's, it's mm, like you said, it's disappointing. And I'm, I'm, I'm teetering on the side of... Dan Mullen, get him out of there because I, I don't like what I'm seeing. Well, I mean, we've joked, Georgia fans and, you know, other schools. It, let's face it, Dan Mullen's kind of, I mean, he even Florida he's a fans, clown. he's a clown. Yeah, he's a clown. And, and so there's going to be jokes made about him. But, you know, Georgia fans especially and, and fans from other schools have made the joke and you can't spell Mullen without two L's. <laughs> I think Florida fans are going to start getting in on that joke pretty <laughs> yeah. soon because I think they're realizing there's a lot of truth to that. I will 100% be down for that joke if that's going to happen because – we haven't had a year where we haven't had two L's. Yeah, we've had four years where we've either been eleven and two or eight and four every yeah. single year. There's and and I'm you know you, Georgia or uh, Florida fans, you haven't had any trouble beating Florida State, but no, f- but but oh. so outside of that, since that's since that's your biggest game, probably that's your biggest rival that you've is it even, it's like the Georgia Georgia Tech game. Is it even a rivalry right it's, now? It's not. But you know, so outside of that, what's your next biggest game? Well. Jacksonville. So Jackson. because and Jacksonville is probably your biggest game anyway because of the implications. Yeah, but it's usually whoever wins that game's SEC championship. The last seven years now. Yeah. Um. But it's it it Dan Mullen, whether it's at Mississippi State or now at Florida, his performance against Georgia is terrible. Mm-hmm. And he's and now given he's beaten them, he beat him. He's beaten Kirby once last year at Florida, but. He's other than that the closest game. Okay, the twenty four seventeen was that twenty nineteen? I think uh, that's the closest game he's played. We yeah, the, we had Trask and we yeah. had Trask starting twenty seventeen at Mississippi State. They rolled into Athens right after. Remember they they absolutely curb stomped LSU and they're they're riding high. Come in and it's the flea flicker game and Georgia beats them thirty one to three in Athens. And then you got the forty two seven game. Uh, uh, no, that was that that was at Dan Mullen. But it, you got you got this one that this was, year. That was that was that was Jim McElwain. That was McElwain. That was brown yeah. teeth McElwain. <laughs> yeah, um, but but just as honestly, almost as bad is is the thirty four seven. I mean, it's <laughs> I I don't. The thing is, you just mentioned Jim McElwain. Jim McElwain in three years got Florida to the SEC championship twice. All right. He recruited Kadarius Tony, Trask, and Pitts. Those are not yeah. those are not Mullen's guys. Those were McElwain's guys. And and McElwain had those guys. And Dan Mullen, the guys that he's recruited, haven't seen anything from. Yeah. I have not. They're they've just been average. They've they that's that's my word for it. Average. Really no talent. He knows how to develop guys, 
but I don't know if he knows how to find talent. That's what worries me. I saw a stat the it was on uh, I think it was the other day. It was uh, no, it was uh, well, I saw it earlier today. It was going over the last five seasons recruiting wise for Georgia and all or Georgia and uh, Florida side by side, and it had the the rankings for recruiting classes, and it was Florida was like. 19, 19, 20, 23, 18, something like that. Oh. Then it goes through for Georgia, and it was like, uh, I think it was number three, number one, number two, number one, number four. Yeah. You're not going to win. No. Not with that talent. No. Not with talent all over the field in speed. No. No, it's it's a it's 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 almost like having to play a carbon copy of what's in Tuscaloosa, <laughs> except this, this one still plays defense. And yeah. so. This guy's a defensive-minded coach. Yeah. It's great, and like you like you said, sure, a guy like Dan Mullen, it they're flashy. They're going to catch you every once in a while. Oh yeah, and they'll scheme they'll scheme the, scheme the crap out of you. Yeah, and that's fine. But when you have that kind of talent, or when you have when you have that kind of talent gap, you better scheme out of your mind because if you don't, it's over. It's going to be thirty four seven. Yep. I mean, it's just what's good, and that's what happened. Honestly, I mean, on Saturday, Georgia just took over. It it was. That Florida's not going to have a twenty-one point three minutes against Georgia, and Georgia did it to Florida, mm-hmm. and that's simply because Georgia's just outclasses mm-hmm. on the play on on a play, player versus player is just overmatched at every position. Mm-hmm. But uh, and again, I'm not I'm trying to be unbiased here. That's from that that's just what I saw outside of being a Georgia fan. Mm-hmm. It's just it's tough, and it's it's honestly I, the only position I would say that Florida had possibly be better at would be corner and that's because they got one guy that's better hats off to the torrents guy he 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 looked good the, i mean yeah. the boneheaded play to, to bring the ball out of the end zone that cost that, you that, that was stupid but at the same time and one, one might argue that um a certain quarterback that i will refrain from giving opinions oh, on don't don't worry oh, yeah don't i know worry. you're we're, getting there we're, we're <laughs> but, about to get there we're sticking a little bit on this florida combo yeah. but that's next no yeah absolutely but he shouldn't i mean he threw into like double or triple coverage both times he threw a pick but even even aside from that, did he finish with like eight tackles or something? He, he yeah, was, he had eight tackles. He, he had a fumble. He had a fumble recovery as yeah. well. Like he, he can play. Yeah, he can play. And the, and the, again, the, the corners were good, but that's the only position that I see. Yeah, like Florida increasingly better at. Yeah, like maybe athlete. If we if you're talking athlete wise, Florida obviously has a better athlete at quarterback, but the play is not there. There's, the play's not there at quarterback. No, and it doesn't help when he's running for his life. I yeah, mean, that's just. <laughs> the, <laughs> And, and you're considered to have one of the best offensive lines in the nation because of your run game, and and again that Georgia front is just manhandling you. Yeah. Let's we're gonna try and move on from this subject, and we're gonna go to the QB situation. You know, because we were talking so much about how bad Florida is. <laughs> Georgia's got question marks. Let's, I let's mean, talk for sure. about Georgia again. Defense unstoppable. What about the QB situation? Stetson Bennett, JT Daniels. We can say all we want about how good Georgia is, but at the end of the day. Stetson Bennett, I believe, will not win you a national championship. He's not going to get it done. He's not the QB for you. JT Daniels is your QB. He should be your QB that's starting. He's the one that has the arm talent. He's the one that has played extremely well the last couple games that he's played in and he's been healthy in. Now, it could be that he's not fully healthy. I don't think that's it. I think it's Kirby being Kirby. I don't want to hear anything about continuity from Kirby. Yeah, I don't care. Here at the end of the day, sure, Stetson probably had the the uh, he's had more reps with the first team, and sure, you probably didn't. Obviously, you didn't need you you haven't needed JT to get to the point you are now per se. At the end of the day, when you look at past national champions, none of them are 
none of them are being one with a uh with a no star guy whose nickname is the mailman <laughs> i mean i and look it's it's like here's the thing we have a sample size we have a sample size from last season on a on an offense that was you relatively the same offense mm-hmm. uh, outside of yeah. outside you uh, don't have as many wide receivers no and, and and you've got another year under munkin so i think it, i definitely think it's better but as far as personnel it's fairly fairly the same um the the standards alabama Georgia fans were happy we beat our rivals. Great to beat Auburn. Great to beat. Great to beat Florida. You know, hopefully, great to beat Tennessee. But it, that's not where but, the money's made. We want to beat Bama. Yeah. And so, and this this team, I would it, we're, be, we're we I would argue we're better. Yeah. The problem is, it's still Nick Saban. We saw what happened in Tuscaloosa last year. Georgia went in, and honestly, looked pretty in control of the game. I mean, you're up you're up twenty four twenty at the half. You kind of gave up a late touchdown, but then you go in and Saban, uh, you know, he's a pretty good coach. Yeah, um, he's not bad. No, uh, he's going to make adjustments, and they figured Stetson out. I don't know what they did, but they figured him out, and he looked awful. It looks like half. Florida almost pretty Florida figured out Stetson yeah. pretty well too. Like Stetson didn't look great. Well, if Florida had figured out Zamir White on the first two drives, that game would have been a lot worse than it was. I yeah. mean, the, Stetson's not. He's not going to go win you a game. He's he is a he's gonna, he is a he's true gonna, game manager. He's going to manage you to a game, and that's he, it. Yes, but at the same time, a game manager is also the kind of player that you want that's not going to lose you a game yeah. either. The two picks against Florida did not look good. No. So with the that first in one mind, was bad. Like that was a bad. Read. I don't know. And he, the thing that bothers me too about that first pick is is if you if you roll the tape back, he had. Uh, he had Fitzpatrick open in the flat mm-hmm. below. He did. There was no reason to throw that ball where he threw it. They, they had a man, and I don't know if it would. I mean, it wouldn't. Have, it wouldn't have been a thirty-yard gain, but he'd have gotten eight yards, and we'd have still had the ball. Um, to be I, honest, I, that might have actually helped Florida. If Georgia had kept the ball <laughs> for three minutes, Florida exactly. might not have turned the ball over. Exactly, but um, I mean, it's. Outside of your running backs, Georgia's—I mean, Georgia's running backs are stud. It's a—it's a stable, but they've—they've. Oh, yeah. they've, I don't see how you don't go to, to to JT. I love Stetson. Great story. Give the ball back to number eighteen. It's—it's. <laughs> it's, I don't know what you do. I mean, it's like I, this week's going to be very telling against Missouri because Missouri, everybody know they're that. Do they have a defense? Thirty-eight. 38 point spread right now ladies and gentlemen 38 point spread so anyway it's going to be a bloodbath noon kick on saturday between the hedges but it's i think that stetson probably starts but here's here's what i want to see as a georgia fan stetson's probably going to start that's fine i need him i need georgia to get their 21 point lead probably in the first quarter get it up pretty quick if they throw it fine hit lad mcconkey and you know make me scream about something but (laughs) run the ball get up get up on missouri they're not going to score and then put jt in and let jt have meaningful snaps in that game Mm -hmm. let him have meaningful snaps and play a significant amount of time i don't even care if you bring in a third put brock van put vandergriff in by the end or or beck which might happen but i need i need jt to get the ball on saturday and then not relinquish it the rest of the year because i'm not worried about rocky top 
Uh, they don't do anything that's scary to you. Yeah. Good old Rocky Top. Yeah, sure. Whatever. <laughs> How does that, that? That's got to taste weird coming oh, out of your that, mouth. That's yeah. <laughs> taste weird. Hey, we beat them this year. That's so true. <laughs> I hope we do too. But um, you know, I'm not. I'm not worried about that game. Do I think you beat Tennessee with Stetson? Of course. But yeah. it. It. I'm still thinking December the fourth. December the fourth. December the fourth. You're gonna have. To, I don't know who it is yet. It's probably gonna be the team from Tuscaloosa. <laughs> that's that's next. I know you're coming <laughs> up. The SEC West is still wide open, but um, it, it's uh, it's Alabama still the team to beat, and and I don't. If they did it with Stetson, it would shock me. Um, if they if they do that, then that means I think that the defense put Bryce Young on a stretcher. I mean, I yep. think that's that. Think that's that would be the narrative I would expect if you didn't give me any other thing. You just said Stetson. Bama then it would beat be Bama. held under twenty points for you guys to win with Stetson. Absolutely, that's the no, only and, way. And I think that 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 it would be where Georgia was able to run the ball in Alabama, which I think is very doable. Mm-hmm. I don't think Alabama's defense is. I mean, it's not bad, but it's not. They were gashed a couple times already this year. Texas yeah. A&M, Florida gashed them. Like it, they're they're vulnerable. And outside of Will Anderson, they don't have like a guy that's that's no. gonna just. Own they usually you. they usually have that the guy. They have they normally have a Jordan they Davis. Have Quentin, they had Quentin Williams. Yep. They had Jonathan Allen. Yep. They had um. This year, it's they they have Will Anderson. Last year, they didn't really have anybody. They they had secondary that pat sertan last year they had they, they usually have guys that are right there but it just doesn't seem they're like vulnerable sure yeah so. but we'll see we'll see i think jt should have the ball though oh, it's, yeah. it's jt and we'll see what kirby does and i know and, we give kirby a hard time because and deservedly so i mean you probably have a natty if 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 you had made the right choice and taken fields over from i i i legitimately believe georgia would have won a national championship by this point just because he's that much more dynamic i think just i think jt is is that much more dynamic than mm-hmm. than stetson but the it's just I, they see it in practice he knows and i you could make i don't know if jt's well i don't know how healthy he is i know he's getting more reps and look don't risk him getting hurt if you think you can get there then don't but at the same time the offense is just it's just it's more just bleh with with stetson it it works but when JT gets in there and look at the last four games last year, I mean, they scored points. Yeah. Georgia's got talent. You just yeah. got to give somebody that can get they them the ball. They got five and four stars all over the field. Yeah, that man. goes to the offense, too. It's yeah. not just the defense. Mm-hmm. I mean, and you've got Don Blaylock. Was seen, was, he's, come, he's, like, he's at practice this you week. You have six eight Darnell Washington. You just have to he, throw the ball up. He's a man. Omar, and then what's uh, – uh, you the, have Brock uh, Bowers. Brock Bowers. Thank you. Like, Thank you. I don't I'm a Georgia understand. fan having a brain fart. <laughs> it, <laughs> Brock Bowers is a stud. He, he's – probably gonna be an all-american as a fresh true freshman yeah you've got you've got to just get involved now I'll, I'll say this i'll say this this is one thing people have been comparing brock bowers to kyle pitts not yet i'll say not slow not. down there all right you're one of the best tight ends ever in yeah. college football he's a freshman he's gonna be great i think he's gonna be fantastic and i'm worried about him in the next couple of years yeah but slow down slow down on the kyle pitts comparisons it's yeah. it's like the same thing when and you, they're doing it with Anthony Richardson now. They did it with Justin Fields. Oh, yeah, they said he's Cam, the next Cam Newton. No, 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 he's not. He might be, but he's not yet. So we'll see. And I mean, Kyle Pitts. I mean, not to get off on a tangent, but the man's having a year in yeah, Atlanta. Yeah, you're, so. you're an Atlanta fan. So. I, he's. I mean, he's playing good. Yeah, I'm sure you were happy to get him. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the Falcons can't win anyway. But I mean, <laughs> who cares? <laughs> All right, let's move on. We're gonna go SEC West. SEC West. Right now, Auburn beat Ole Miss. No, if you didn't know that, Auburn beat Ole Miss, everyone. Auburn, bone, yes, a Bonex team beat Ole Miss. All right? 
Alabama, four and one, seven and one. They're first. Auburn is three and one, and they're six and two overall. Texas A&M, three and two, six and two overall. Ole Miss, three and two, six and two overall. Ole Miss is in a bit of a spot because Ole Miss has lost to Auburn and Alabama, who are in one and two. So Ole Miss is almost out of contention, but they still have some sort of a shot. Texas A&M, Auburn, Alabama are interesting. All right, we we talked about this. Alabama is their losses to Texas A&M. Auburn, their losses to Georgia. Texas A&M's loss is to Arkansas and Mississippi State. Yes, Arkansas and Mississippi State. But they beat Alabama. But they beat Alabama. <laughs> they beat Alabama, everybody. <laughs> so Texas A&M, if Auburn, so Auburn and Texas A&M play this week. If Texas A&M beats Auburn and Auburn can somehow go and beat Bama, which they've done before, then that means Texas A&M would be number one and they would play Georgia in the SEC championship. If Alabama wins out, Alabama's in the SEC championship. If Auburn beats Texas A&M and Auburn goes in and plays Bama and beats Bama, Auburn's in the SEC championship game. So we have these three teams that are right there. And then there's some there's some wacky scenario with Ole Miss, but that's probably not going to happen, especially that Matt Corral's out now. So I think Ole Miss might take a couple more losses. All in all to say this, if you think right now that it's going to be Georgia versus Bama, I would say hold your brakes because Alabama, Auburn, and Texas A&M all have realistic shots to get to the SEC championship. If you're an Alabama fan right now, circle the Iron Bowl. Yep. Because I know, and that's a given. It's our, it's the biggest game in college football every year. You know what, Zach? You know what? You know what the scariest thing in the SEC is? An Jordan Auburn, Davis. Uh, what besides Jordan <laughs> Davis? Uh, an Auburn team with nothing to lose, possibly. I heard <laughs> yeah. that. That was a joke I heard the other day, and, yeah. and there's a lot of truth to that. It that's a. Uh, I don't know. A Bonix a Bonix yeah. led Auburn team with Bonix actually playing well. Yeah, I don't. That's kind of like but an oxymoron a little yeah, bit. I don't know. <laughs> it sounds weird. It's it's like one in a million though. If when he plays well, I was gonna say it's a little flash in the pan, but I mean, but hey. But, hey Bo Nix has beat all, beat Alabama before. That's very true. So and and interesting stat. You know, we're, we're always talking about all the assistant coaches that have never beaten Nick Saban. How about something Nick Saban's never beat? A ranked Auburn team. Mm-hmm. Like you said earlier, that's if Auburn keeps now. Auburn's got it. They can't lose their next couple games and then get unranked, and then automatically yeah. Alabama's going to win. You exactly. Know? Exactly. <laughs> That game's that. Hey, that game too. It ain't in Tuscaloosa. Mm-mm. That's on the plains. That's in Jordan Hare right there. Yep. War War Eagle, baby. I can't say that as a Georgia <laughs> fan. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, I know. I don't really have a rivalry with Auburn. Yeah, we do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't stand them. <laughs> it's like me saying Rocky Top, man. Oh, Apparently, yeah. Florida yeah. has a rivalry with Kentucky now. I didn't know that was an actual thing until we lost to them in the last two years. Kentucky. Call me when it's basketball season. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Don't worry. That'll, that'll, that's coming up soon. You they know? will. We'll have to hear all about <laughs> that and stuff. And who can I, then we'll be like, see you in September. So who cares? <laughs> <laughs> all right. Let's go to the ACC. All right. What if I were to tell you? All right. I know what you're going to say. <laughs> so, so, <laughs> so weird. So let's go back to week one. All right. All right. So this, this, is this prior to Georgia Clemson? 
Yes, tr- okay. prior to Jordan Clemson. Okay. I want to tell you this. Week 9, after week 9, there would be one undefeated team in the ACC. Who would that be? Who would you have said? Uh, with with much animosity, I'd have said Clemson. Clemson? Yeah. I mean, how, how could you not? Clemson or North Carolina? I think North Carolina would have Yeah, absolutely. Third. So with Sam Howell, yeah, yeah, I would put UNC. Yeah. yeah. You would think one of those teams. Well, big shocker, everyone. Wake Forest is 8-0. No. What? <laughs> <laughs> Wake Forest is 8-0. No. Duke 45-7. Dominant night is Duke, and, but still. <laughs> let's not even take North Carolina is not even first. They're, they're not second. Clemson's not second. It's Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh second, and Pittsburgh just lost to Miami, so that tells you how messed the ACC is. So Pittsburgh second, NC State is third. Is NC State ranked? Nope. They are now, I think. They are? Okay, well then does that mean that like just a week ago that Wake Forest was the only ranked team in one of, in the Car- no oh, coast besides Coastal Pittsburgh yeah. Pittsburgh was ranked no I mean but in the Carolinas you have South Carolina Clemson yeah. Coastal uh, Wake Forest UNC NC State Indeed. Coastal and Wake Forest were the two yeah. ranked teams I I wouldn't like <laughs> I I'm shocked I don't know how Wake Forest is eight no but they are they are because their offense is amazing so they they throw the ball all over the field. Yeah. Now, but, have they played anybody? No, no. but still. And they're about to. They have NC State coming up. That's going to be. That's going to decide who's going to be in the, um, who's going to be in the ACC championship. And like the ACC championship this year is so confusing because you have Wake Forest possibly, Wake Forest or NC State is probably going to be one of those teams, and then you have Pittsburgh, probably going to be one of them. Who's got a great offense? Or Virginia. Virgi- <laughs> Virginia's right there too. Not North Carolina, not Clemson, no, not Miami. Those were the three top teams, and none of them are going to be there. Florida State, none. Florida State's not going to be there either. So, Can, can't you hear the like the ACC Network commercials now, ladies and gentlemen? We have the SC, the ACC Championship: Wake Forest versus Virginia. <laughs> wow, how low are those ratings going to be? Terrible. It's like that. The belt bowl might unless, get better. Race. Unless Wake Forest is undefeated and like they can make the playoff or something, which do they even make it if they're undefeated? I don't know, man. I don't know. Do you, but the question has the to ACC be: The ACC is so bad. I think the Americans better than the ACC. Yeah, I mean, at least Cincinnati's got like what one loss in the last what two losses? Cincinnati, in the last two SMU, years? and Houston are all ranked. So, How bad is that? I mean. It, Florida State, Miami, pick it up. Yeah, you're, you're, and and again, Florida State again. They're trying to come up. They they have a good recruiting class. I'll be. I think they're cheating. But you know that's just me as a Florida fan. I understand. Yeah, yeah I don't think you get the number one recruit in the class, and have like three five stars as well, without some form of Hugh Freeze two point McDonald's bag money like Tennessee. Yeah. possible. Exactly. Oh my goodness. Tennessee. <laughs> <laughs> dumpster fire um oh my word so we have that so we have notre dame they beat north carolina notre dame 44 to 34 you know that that was weird to say out of my mouth i don't know why miami beat pittsburgh 38 34 kenny pickett you can't do it all pittsburgh defense has to step up somehow clemson versus fsu clemson actually almost lost this game yeah it, it was not a 10 point was, game it was 20 to 17 with six minutes left to go in the game <laughs> And they was a thirty to twenty was the final. Yeah, thirty to twenty because it was twenty four to twenty, and then Clemson made all the all the betters on them cry because they scored a late touchdown to make it thirty to twenty. So 
Clemson, that game was not as cool. That game was not a ten point. Also, game. like the coolest touchdown in the year so far yeah. was in that game. The FSU that that was that was weird. I, I don't know how I did it, <laughs> but he was he, awesome. He somehow tiptoed in. <laughs> yes, and then also <laughs> we're gonna this next one BYU Virginia. Do you know what the score was of that game? I do not. BYU sixty six Virginia forty nine. Defense? No, there was none. There was none. I don't think there was a defense on the field. I think they were just invisible and they were just running routes. Did like the Texas and o- did Texas and Oklahoma switch uniforms and play again, and we just didn't <laughs> know about it? They probably did. We, they probably did. Honestly, Virginia doesn't have a bad offense. They have Brennan Armstrong, who's who's not bad, but again, their defense. You allow B. Uh, it's not Oklahoma. It's BYU. Sixty-six points for BYU. Mm, that's pretty bad. Yeah. That's not pretty bad. That's really bad. No. Yeah. Big 12. We got the ACC, Big 12. Big 12 is interesting as well. Oklahoma, they thrashed Texas Tech, obviously. Caleb Williams, comfortable 402, six touchdowns. He's better than Rattler. Oh. A lot. No, no. Spencer Rattler's so good. What are you talking about? So is DJ Uwe (laughs) Angelina, yeah. Oklahoma State, Kansas, 55 to 3. Sorry, Kansas. They're, they're so close. I want to see. I want to see. You know what? Game they're, of the year: Kansas so versus Vanderbilt. <laughs> Can we see that, please? They had they had Vanderbilt versus UConn. You know, that is true. Yeah. The battle. Yeah, that's the battle of the unbeaten. See, put them in a put the, the battle okay. of the beatens. I mean, <laughs> battle of the beat. Put them. Put that. Make that a bowl. I'll watch it. <laughs> battle of the beaten. <laughs> I think that would be disrespectful. If you get a trophy for that, oh man, that would be. Vandy's going to be start having. I, they're going to start counting how many years it's been since they've won a conference game. Yeah, well, I think Vanderbilt shouldn't be in the SEC anymore. I think we should kick them out. They keep our GPA up. And oh, they, uh, that's yeah, right. That, and they, you know, baseball. That, baseball is pretty good. Yeah. Uh, as a Braves fan, you know, <laughs> thank you. Hey, shout out to Dansby Swanson right now. <laughs> <laughs> then we also have so Big 12. We had Kansas score three points, got blown up by 52. Number 16, Baylor beat Texas 31-24. It's a sneaky game, but Baylor came out with a dub. I want to get into this team. Iowa State. Mm. I, they were my Big 12 pick at the start of the year. I thought Iowa State was going to be really good. They lost to West Virginia 38-31. They are 5-3 and three on the year. Just straight disappointment from Iowa State this year. And I just can't, I can't believe what they're, what they're putting out there. Does it not feel like Iowa State, is, they're one of a couple teams in the Big 12 that seem like bipolar. It's like, yeah, they figure out what you are. I'd throw Texas in that mix. It, Texas you, you is look, back. You look... Uh, or not um yeah it's like what was that a uh, funny main couple of years ago it was like texas is back oh to mediocrity gotcha uh, they, i don't even think i don't know what they are right now but there, there's the, something uh, mediocrity might be a stretch but I, you know you look great for a half and then the second half it's huh or or oklahoma they've won like two games by more than seven points and mm. one of those games they didn't win by more than seven points was against tulane i i Tulane's one and seven. By the way. I, yeah, Tulane. <laughs> Great story, but <laughs> um, it's I don't Iowa State. I don't know what to say. It's they look good one week and the next week they look five and three. They yep. look very five and three. So it, it might know. be Brock Purdy. It might be. I don't know. Matt Campbell's a great coach, but I just I don't think he's. I love Matt Campbell. He's just not. I don't think he's figured out. I feel like Iowa State always has this every single year. 
They always are inconsistent. They're always bipolar. They always lose to some random team that they shouldn't lose to. And they lost like West Virginia, Iowa. They lost to Iowa, and Iowa's not good. Nope. No. Certainly not the number two team in the country. (laughs) No. Not like what people were saying. No. Top three teams actually in the Big 12 still have to play each other, though. Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, and Baylor have not played each other yet. Bedlam's going to be real interesting. So so Oklahoma and Oklahoma State, I think, is going to be a matchup. Baylor and Oklahoma play each other, I think, in two weeks. So that'll be an interesting matchup as well. Let's go to the Big 10. We'll go to the Big 10. Wisconsin versus Iowa. Uh, What a... All right, I'm going to throw the stat, all right? It's breathe, all right? Hit me. Iowa had 152 yards of total offense and three turnovers. The entire game against Wisconsin, they, they had 152 yards. They, uh, I, don't know what to, I don't know what to say to that besides that's terrible. That's bad and horrendously bad, and, like, Wisconsin's not good either. No, no. Iowa's, Iowa's offense the way to describe is three yards in a cloud of dust Yep, because they are a they're an old school big 10 line up in the eye but that's not how it works anymore no you can't you can't do that and i, I mean they look like georgia under martin rick a few years yeah. ago you knew what was coming and they don't they don't have the same they don't have todd Gurley in the backfield nope. you know so it's i get it the defenses probably aren't the same caliber uh, apparently, apparently Wisconsin has pretty good defense. That or mm-hmm. Iowa's just that bad. Iowa, Iowa had three turnovers, and we know by what they've done, like the past, they thrive off of turnovers. Wisconsin yeah. zero turnovers. Wisconsin did not have a turnover, and that proves why Iowa got blown out. I mean, to be fair, I honestly, in my honest opinion, I think Wisconsin and Iowa are probably two pretty evenly matched teams. Yeah. I think at the end of the day, Wisconsin, if you. It, you, you're minus three in the turnover margin. You're not beating it. You're you're no. very rarely beating anybody. No, definitely um, not. You're not. It, it proves with any any school. Yeah. If you're minus three, if you beat them, if you beat a school when you're minus three, you're either just a whole lot more talented than them. Yeah. Or you got lucky. Like that's yeah. that's as simple and, as and that. And even if they're not turning those into touchdowns, it's time off the clock, yep. and so it's you're giving them free possessions, and that's not that's not. That's not that's not a winning strategy. No. Iowa's got some stuff to fix. Well, we're about to find out. So I was in the Big Ten West. So I think a lot of people would have a couple weeks ago. They'd been like, "Oh, Iowa's going to be in the Big Ten championship." They had a path. It was easy. Who, who would you think right now is the top of the Big Ten West? I have no idea. Who it, it, it. Minnesota. PJ Fleck. PJ Fleck is <laughs> rowing the boat. They are six oh, and two. Oh word! And but their third string running back just got hurt out for the year. So Ma Ibrahim, yeah, he yeah. was out for the year. Potts, their second string, out for the year. Their third string, I don't even know what his name is. He's out for the year now. So their fourth string running back is who's starting, and they're six and two. PJ Fleck, row the boat, please. I love it. Go Golden Gophers. <laughs> I, I hope they win am, the Big Ten. <laughs> I am on. Like they have a couple of good matchups coming up. Like they have Illinois. I think they could beat Illinois. They go seven and two. They end up playing yep. Iowa and Wisconsin. They can win those two games. Didn't do Minnesota being in the Big Ten championship. Hey, that's. I would love it. I would love it. That would. Can you imagine? Now that would be. That would be. In, I, I would watch that oh. just because. Who doesn't like PJ Fleck? You can't not like the guy. No, he's such a motiv- motivational guy, man. Get his team yeah, fired up. Exactly, and it's the, it's the underdogs playing. Who knows out of the Big Ten East still? Oh. Michigan State, Ohio State, Michigan. 
Like it, it's it's all a mess. It's not a mess. We know he's on top, and that's Michigan and Michigan State and Ohio State. But it's who's gonna get there is the real question right now. Yeah, it's just I love it. I it, love Minnesota. I, I I love that. I love the Big Ten this year. I love the Big Ten. It's interesting. You know what I don't like? Pac-12. <laughs> I don't like the Pac-12 because it's Oregon and whoever wants it right now. I'm I'm gonna pull up the the standings right here on my phone, and Oregon is seven and one. The next closest team, Washington State, is five and four. And then it's five and four, five and three, four and four, three and five, three and five. The Pac-12 South, the team that Oregon's supposed to play, a lot of us were thinking, oh, it's going to be UCLA. <laughs> UCLA's fallen off the face of the earth. Yep. They're five and four now. I thought it could be Arizona State. Arizona State's fallen off the face of the earth. They're five and three. Utah sitting pretty at four and one, five and three in the conference, and their quarterback rock, walked out on them at the start of the year. So that's that's what the Pac-12 is. That's the mess it is. And let's not forget about lonely Arizona at eight zero and eight at the bottom of the <laughs> the bottom of the conference. Oh man, my tough prayers, to be a Wildcat. Yeah, <laughs> my prayers go out to them. They used to be decent. They used to be decent. <laughs> now they're zero and eight. Oh man, American Conference, American Conference. Cincinnati again struggled to lane thirty one to twelve. Committee not gonna like that. Did you see the Houston and SMU game? I didn't see that. I didn't catch that game. So Houston, it was 37-37, Houston and SMU. It's like 16 seconds left to go in the game. They kicked it off. Houston ran it back for a touchdown with like nine seconds left, and they won the game. Kick coverage. <laughs> How mad do you think the special teams person was, the special teams coach was? Or the head coach was at the special team. Coach. I was gonna say he might have been the victim. <laughs> a pink pink slip on his on his desk oh in the morning. Oh my goodness! I don't know. Yeah, that's that, with sixteen. You said sixteen seconds left. I believe you have sixteen that's, seconds. It's me, it's it's like the whole. Is it on Sunday night football or Monday night football where they do? You had one job. <laughs> they, all you had to do was cover. All you had to do was cover them. Just make the tackle, and yeah, that's embarrassing. And and in right now it's looking like Houston. Houston's seven and one. SMU seven and one. Cincinnati's eight zero. If Houston can win out, it'll be an eleven one Houston team versus a twelve and zero Cincinnati. I think if Houston's eleven and one and Cincinnati wins that game, no doubt in my mind Cincinnati will get in the playoff. No doubt because of because of having that nice win. I know, and Houston's about to be the flagship program of the Big Twelve. So. <laughs> That's true. Big 12. Texas and Oklahoma are leaving. Shout out to the Big 12. You're running your conference <laughs> wonderfully. <laughs> and also, it was thir- 13 seconds, so I was wrong. It was 13, 13 seconds. 13 seconds, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. So, still no time Who left. cares? <laughs> oh, All right, my goodness. let's end this up with the last three games of the week. Texas next, I mean, next week. Yes. Texas A&M versus Auburn? Very intriguing. Very, very intriguing? I w- very intriguing. Who? If you if you have a right now, we'll do a preview of the games later. But if you had to pick one right now, who would it be? Do we know where this game is? It's at. It's in the plains. Oh Auburn. no 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 oh, no! Is it in? No, it's at Kyle Field. Okay, if it was in it's Auburn, a, I'm a definite. I'm definite. Definitely going with the Tigers. I'll take Auburn. Take Auburn. Which is interesting because that takes that that will that 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 boils the SEC West down. Yep, it does. Because if Auburn so, wins, then it's just Auburn. It's down to the Iron Bowl. Yeah. What about you? Who you got? I don't know yet. I got to do some more. I got to do some more previews. If right now I'm, I would lean toward Texas A&M. 
yeah I, and i say i like i pick auburn i could see texas name winning but i auburn looked good last week they did they look good against Ole miss matt corral in that high-powered offense although matt corral's out right now yeah who knows when we get back we have two other games these are non this okay i'm not saying it's a dry week because every time i say it's a dry week upsets happen there hasn't been a dry week in 2021 yeah. <laughs> it's a but weird year this is i think this is an interesting game tennessee at kentucky I think that's very intriguing. I don't think this is Kentucky. You watch out. I think Tennessee could definitely upset you in this game. I think it's very possible. I think Hendon Hooker and, the, and this Josh Heupel offense has the capability of doing that, especially if Kentucky continues to be turnover prone like they were against Mississippi State. Tennessee's got new life all of a sudden. Yeah. It's weird because we have made so much fun of them, <laughs> I, whether it's the trash can or it's the mustard bottle. I think the champions of life. Yeah, going back to the Butch Jones era, there's yeah. been a lot of material. <laughs> but yeah, this year the golf ball and the mustard. I, oh man, I, I don't know what you do, but I, I'm with you. Yeah, I, Kentucky, Big Blue Nation could be in for some, you know. It could be back with the blues this week. Back, I, back with basketball season that happens in a week. I, yeah, I think they're already kind of there, but this is just kind of, I think the knife has been stuck in. It's another just kind of being twisted. Another, another <laughs> Buffalo Wild Wings bowl for Kentucky, I guess. Yeah. Oh, man. But, uh, uh, yeah. It'll be interesting. It'll be a good game. It'll be it'll be worth watching, especially as Georgia fans, as or as a Georgia fan, you know we After we're going to blow Missouri out. So it's I'm not worried about that. But the following week being being Tennessee in Rocky Top, going up to Knoxville. It's it's going to be Yeah, if Tennessee, if Tennessee wins this game against Kentucky, they've got some momentum coming into y'all. Yeah, and, and not to mention uh, today, I think it was today, the uh, that game, got an, that's going to be the 3.30 game on CBS. So Ooh. it's 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 the primetime SEC game. Big game. You know, ten, I mean, Tennessee-Georgia, it's it's a rivalry. It, they'll be jacked, and they it's the same kind of thing. It's just like it was my same argument. I'm, I'm kind of going to this game the same as I was with the Florida game. Yeah, they, Florida didn't have anything to lose. So they're good. same thing with Tennessee. So and I think except the game. Yeah, and that's true. <laughs> but with but with I think going into this Kentucky game, Tennessee's looking at it the same way. They're probably not. I don't know who's going to be favorite. I don't know what the line is opening up. But it's it's you know Kentucky's had a pretty decent year. We'll see. Kentucky's got or Tennessee's got nothing to lose. Go up there. Go up there and show, you know, show your Tennessee fan base. The volunteer, you know, Fall Nation has been suffering for a long time, and they're they're like Florida. They expect to win. They might so, continue. Oh wow, the lines won. It's one. I man, Kentucky or Tennessee's got nothing to lose. Go up there and no, beat. Ken, go up there and beat Kentucky. Man, I would put Kentucky at six and three. Oh man, one last game. One last game, Clemson versus Louisville. This is gonna be quick. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Clemson's five and three. Louisville's four and four. Malik Cunningham in Louisville. DJ Ukulele and um, Clemson's horrid offense is that even an offense i mean no i don't know if it's an offense <laughs> see what are you, what are you seen, talking about georgia seen... shouldn't be that impressed they held them three points what do you yeah exactly georgia <laughs> overrated <laughs> um they, they have looking honestly though looking back as good as georgia's defense isn't as bad as clemson's offense where you kind of got to go really they scored <laughs> um but <laughs> no it's uh i don't know dude clemson's offense looks like a intramural yeah. offense for flag football yeah, it's but pretty bad. it's bad i don't know what you do they're bro- they are broke they, i don't <laughs> well, dj doesn't move his feet he's his feet literally are nailed to the ground yeah, when he he's does, looking. He, yeah he does realize he can move in the pocket right <laughs> that, <laughs> the, 
you, you, it's not just a designed run. You can move out of the pocket and try and and try and get get yards or, or try and throw your receivers open. You know, you don't yeah. have to go to your first option and then hone in on him. And then if you don't see anything else, get sacked. So, I, you do. I, you know, the, the saying is like telegraph your throws. Uh, DJ's been like video calling his throws. I mean, it's like he's calling. He, he is video. He, he's FaceTiming like the defense and telling them. It's like you're running NCAA football and you're running four verts and you're going to RB every single time. Yeah. Like that's that's yeah. what he's looking. And he's only looking at that route. If nothing else is open, he's yeah. He's out. I, and he's going to take a sack. I mean, he's not the it, he's not the quickest guy. Georgia sacked him seven times. Yeah. I mean. Louisville is not the. I mean, there's a difference between the Georgia defense and the Louisville defense. But I mean, the Louisville <laughs> yeah. defense—they're still Division One athletes. Too many I mean. Bojangles and Dr Pepper commercials. That's what he's been doing. <laughs> I know. I'm glad he made his money. <laughs> but uh, yeah, well, um, I, can you make a pick in this game? Yeah, I can make a pick. I'm picking Louisville. Where is it in? Is it at Louisville? Yeah. Yeah, sure. I'll take. I'll <laughs> take the Cardinals. Why not? Go Cards. Nothing to lose. All right, that's going to be the end of the podcast, Grant. Thanks for coming. Zach, this has been fun, dude. dude this has been a blast, dude. Absolutely. I, I love it. We're going to have to end the podcast. Thank you all for joining us. We will see you in two days for the preview and prediction podcast for week 10 of the college football season. See y'all.